Welcome to Ordinary Holiness, a place to share stories of how God is working in the ordinary of our lives. Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode 10. We are your co-hosts. I'm Samantha Baker. And I am Susan Speck. Here we are. Last episode of season one. Bittersweet, I think. Yes, closing closing up season one. And um, it has been a journey. (laughs) I think we've learned a lot more than we ever had expected doing this as a passion side hustle passion project side hustle just who even knew if it was gonna like take off um and i did yeah i mean it's had we've had lots of conversations with different friends different people who have listened or um we've got to talk to them about you know how it started and why we're doing it um and i think that it's uh grown the kingdom a little bit And we're going to keep going and keep trying and take a break over the summer since we both have had crazy, crazy years um, to take the break over the summer, rejuvenate, relax, and pick it back up in the fall. Yeah. So here we go. Episode 10. I think we're ending with a really great topic of relationships. Uh, And Susan's going to start us off with a really great story that, again, I haven't heard, so I'm really excited to hear um, and just see how the Holy Spirit has been working in your life, Susan. Yeah. I love, Sam, how you just trust me with my stories. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, to be honest, I know like a little bit about it, but it's not like I know all the details because like for the, as Greg said, like there is a lot of back work that kind of happens. So I know a little bit, but I don't get to know all the details. So I'm excited to hear God's work in the details. Yes. God is in the details, every little detail. And it's beautiful when we pay attention to those details, um, how we can highlight him, which is the point of telling our stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I think also telling stories also helps us um, to uh, magnify just different points that maybe we haven't even thought about and we bring out for each other. Uh, but this story is definitely about relationships um, in uh, like what it means, what friendship looks like. And so my story comes from uh, the end of the school year. And the end of the school year brings a lot of, um, a lot of chaos. But we were finishing up um, probably the last day in one of my PE classes, individual fitness. And I was talking with a couple of girls and they um, were just buddies, good buddies the entire um, semester. And I brought up something that um, had to do with like friendship and how long they had been friends. And they quite simply just said, we've been friends um, for two months, like since the beginning of this semester. And I looked at them in shock because I was like, you guys literally just became friends. And they were like, yeah, in this class, like we didn't, we didn't know each other before. And I could have told you that I thought they were friends since like kindergarten. 
And so it was beautiful to just um, like witness the the beginning stages of a friendship and what that looks like in um, everything that they had in common and how they became friends. Um, and I didn't even realize that like that is where their friendship started. In that same class, I had another little student who um, struggled with some mental illness, um, mostly depression. And I um, witnessed this young girl at the beginning of the semester isolate herself, um, be kind of separate herself, um, not speak to anyone. And by the end of the semester, she had a group of friends who um, she was smiling with, she was laughing with, she did the exercises with, um, they would partner up or get in groups. And she had like her little, her group. And it was amazing to see the transformation of this student from the beginning of the um, semester to the end of the semester and what that relationship did for her mental health and her physical health um, and her emotional health. And it was as simple as um, a couple other girls just saying, welcoming her in and giving her a space to be herself mm. and um, which resulted in a friendship. And so I was able to see two different type of, types of friendships um, blossom within um, four months-ish um, of, our, of our spring semester at the high school level. And I just kind of sat back and um, just thought about it and prayed with it. And the Lord was just very clear to me that like he, he wants me to recognize how important friendships are mm. um, and relationships in general but like what our relationships look like with each other and what our friendship looks like uh, with Jesus and the, yeah. And how now I feel like it's hard to make friends because we have social media mm -hmm. and we turn to social media so often instead of coping with like the stressors of life uh, and mm -hmm. everything that it brings where you would turn to a friend and have a conversation um, we tend to cope with it differently because mm -hmm. we have different avenues in which mm -hmm. we can fill that void. Um, so it was great and beautiful to see just the beauty of um, natural, genuine friendship uh, that happened over, you know, the four months in the spring semester. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great that you're able to like see the progression of like the friendship like even though it happened over four months, you got to just like kind of stand back and just watch it unfold. And it wasn't until like, you know, you asked that question that you got to see like the answers to that mm -hmm. um, and actually like dive deeper into like the complexity of um, those students. Uh, this quote is attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt, but who knows? It's on the internet. But um, it says, many people will walk in and out of your life, but only true friends will leave footprints in your heart. So I just think about like, there's different seasons. And so these, the season of entering high school can be really, really lonely. Um, and you have to learn how to be friends in high school. It's a different culture. It's a different um, just time and the world we live in. I know we talk about this a lot is so very, very different than when we, you know, were in high school and, um, to have these girls learn how to be friends when the world that they've encountered, you know, has been on social media and they lack, you know, that connectedness and belonging, um, and to like know that their hearts long for that and know, like, 
I have to figure out how to, you know, find friends and make friends. Um, and so, yeah, we're not made to be alone. We're made to be in relationship. Um, doesn't always have to be romantic relationships. Doesn't always have to be like these super, you know, um, like deep, you know, really prolonged relationships, but instead could just be for this semester, for this season, you are my friend. You are the person that I'm connected to, that I have some type of commonality between us. And if it's just that we are in this class together, then that's like, okay. Because think about it. If we had every relationship was like, you know, our friendship, you know, the deep depth to our friendship. If every relationship was like that, that would be so exhausting and draining. It would be so exhausting. Yeah. You, I mean, we wouldn't have the capacity for friendships like that. And I think that's the beauty of friendships is the Lord knows like the people that you need at that time. And then he will enter them in. Mm -hmm. And especially like at the high school level, it is hard because you don't want to stand out as a person that doesn't have somebody. Mm -hmm. So like you, they probably went into that class thinking, okay, I don't know anyone in this class Mm -hmm. who can like, who can be my friend in this class? Mm -hmm. Um, And they were able to find, find each other. And just, I mean, they, I had a hard time getting those girls to stop talking. They just (laughs) would talk about everything. And we, you know, would be trying to do like different workouts and they're still just like gabbing away. And I was like, these girls must have known each other like their whole lives. Mm -hmm. And they're like, nope. Like we just met this semester. I mean, I think my jaw just dropped because <laughs> I was like, that is incredible. Mm-hmm. And and they were very open with each other. Mm-hmm. They started like making plans with each other. And so just, yeah, it just got me thinking like, what does it mean to be a friend? Mm-hmm. And then how often do we thank our friends for being mm-hmm. our friends? And I, it made me also think of a um, video that um, I was watching on um, YouTube. And I find motivational videos for my uh, students on Mondays because to just motivate them through, through the week. And this video, um, was about a little girl who, um, had, um, an illness, but she, uh, so she died, but she, um, was revived. And so she had, which her mom didn't know, but, um, she randomly came, you know, to her mom and she was like, when do I get to see God again? And her mom kind of looked at her like, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I just want to know when I can see God again. And her mom's like, did you, did you see God? And she was like, yeah, mom, when I was sick, I got to see God. And her mom was like, oh, like it all came together. And she's like, did you talk to God? And she's like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, what did God tell you? And she kind of whispered to her mom. She said, thank you for being my friend. And her mom's like, what? He said, thank you for being my friend. And then mm. her mom's like, what? Because she wanted it to be loud so that like the video could hear. And mom, he said, thank you for being my friend. But I just want to know when I can see God again. Mm. And I was just like, God was telling this little girl, thank you for being my mm. friend. The God, God of the universe. Mm-hmm. So like he calls you friend. And so I... Um, just like think of John 15, 14, when, um, he says, you are my friends. And then the next verse following that says, you did not choose me. I chose you. Mm. Like God chooses us to be his friend and Mm. he wants us to choose him back. And, uh, in, in our earthly friendships, 
should represent, um, you know, our divine friendship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just incredible to, to tie those two together. And at the end of, um, you know, our lives should be like, yeah, this is, this is my friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm so glad we didn't pick the same scripture verse because I, as you were talking, I thought of, I'm pretty sure it's probably the same one, but I call you, I no longer call you slave. I call you friend. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the same um, Mm -hmm. scripture gospel, but yeah. um, And thinking about like, how did Jesus, you know, share the good news? How did Mm -hmm. he share the gospel? It was in relationship and it was personal, right? He had those 12 apostles, those 12 friends that, you know, walked with him through it all. And he, you know, personally invested in them. And then they would go out, you know, like he's like, okay, I'm not going to be here forever. Um, so you got to be ready to do this like on your own. Right. And so it's not like he left them. Right. He was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, you know, the Holy spirit. I'm, I'm giving you these tools. Like you're, you're going to be okay. Like I'm not, I'm not abandoning you. Um, I'm just not here physically with you. And uh, so I think that's also something really important to realize is like in, in anything, you know, you want to love someone, Mm -hmm. you want to will the good for them and not um, as uh, St. John Paul II uses the word utilitarianism to where you are using someone for the end goal. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I could easily see someone when we're talking about this story, you know, say like, oh, well, you're just using someone because you're lonely. But it's like, well, yeah, you could see that in that situation. But the way you're talking about it, like they had genuine conversation. It's not like they're just shooting the breeze. And and I want to ask this point of clarification. Did they have their phones with them during this class? Absolutely not. Okay. So like they, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think like that forced them mm-hmm. to actually have conversations with people and like have to interact with people. Like that's part of being in a relationship is like sure. you are interacting with them mm-hmm. and not saying like, you know, there's times for like phone calls and there's times for FaceTime. Um, but I think it's that prudent um, discernment of, you know, am I using this person to get to the end goal? Or am I honestly, genuinely trying to build a relationship where we are in communion with each other mm-hmm. and trying to have that sense of connectedness and belongingness um, and to have that friendship? And yeah, I mean, Jesus sent them out two by two. It's not like we're meant, like I said earlier, not meant to be alone. Like you are meant to be in community with others. Um, and, you know, even thinking about like vocations, right? Like, you know, the priest priesthood has a church, consecrated um, religious life. Like they have, you know, each other and they have their order Re- married. You know, you have your husband and your kids um, or at least your husband and, you know, single life, you find, you know, other people like you, you seek them out because you know that you are not made to be alone. Life is about relationships, as my freshman college roommate would say, that huge sign above our window. Life's about relationships. I would give her such a hard time about it, but it is so true. It is about relationships. You are not made to be alone. You are made to be connected and you belong to someone. You belong to God. You belong with him because you are a beloved daughter, a son of God. 
and that's it. And that's where you, that's who you are. That's your identity. Yeah. I, I think of, um, well, there's several, several good examples of friendship in the Bible, obviously, like you said, the apostles, um, and those were Jesus's best friends. And I just, I'm like, man, that'd be so awesome to like walk with Jesus, you know, be Jesus's best OG, OG best friend, not like, I mean, we are his best friend, but like OG best friend. Yes. But I also think of, um, Ruth and Naomi and Mm. how, yeah, Ruth was just this solid friend Mm. for Naomi in this time when she was, I mean, going through heartbreak and loss and um, struggle and all this terrible, terrible things that are happening to her. You know, her husband dies and then within the next 10 years, both of her sons die. And um, Ruth just, it says in uh, Ruth 114, Ruth clung to her and like to keep, keep close or stick to is like Mm. what uh, cling means. And I think like this type of friendship, true, genuine, authentic friendship, which everyone kind of has a longing for Mm -hmm. and and longs for relationship, like you were saying, uh, illustrates God's faithfulness to those who will serve each other when placed together. So like Ruth was faithful to Naomi who like needed a friend and that is God is faithful to us. And so I think like this is an example of like the Lord wants us to be faithful to him mm. when we are going through the pits, when mm-hmm. we are struggling mm-hmm. and life looks miserable and mm-hmm. bleak. And he says like, I need you to stay with me. Mm-hmm. Like I need you to keep turning back to me just like Ruth did. Um, and where you go, I go. Mm-hmm. I don't know that whole verse, but it's beautiful. And it's just an extension of his love here on earth. Mm-hmm. Friendship is an extension of God's love here on earth mm-hmm. and, and, and a result of like faithfulness to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think, I don't know where I heard this. It might've been Mike Scherzlick. I think that's how you say his last name. It's really hard for me to say. Don't ask me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have last names. Yes. Samantha Baker. Um, I think he said, at one of his talks, um, friendship is the start of heaven on earth. Yeah. And I just loved that. Like, I was like, yes, that's what it is because to, to just be a friend to someone, like, what does that look like to you? Mm. Like you are available for them. You are with them in hard times. You love them and you want what's best for them. And it, yeah. And it looks differently for different people, but Mm -hmm. everyone, um, you know, wants, some type of friendship and we all have that it with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that like he's our friend. Mm-hmm. And I mean I forget mm-hmm. because I I see that he's a superior, you know, and he's God, all knowing, all powerful. And to put like someone on friendship, that's like putting him on the same level, mm-hmm. which he's you know not. He's obviously divine, but he also just wants to be our friend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And that's what friends do. Like they're with you when life is hard, mm-hmm. when life is great, when you yeah. can celebrate and yeah. Jesus is with us. And it, he doesn't mean like <clears throat> he's up in heaven looking down. No, he's like walking with us. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is like what friendship looks like mm-hmm. journeying through life together. Mm-hmm. And that is what everyone wants mm-hmm. desires longs for mm-hmm. yeah to be um 
to being seen, known, and loved. Yeah. Right. And so friendship for those girls may have um, been just like that. That class period of the day was when they, you know, had that connectedness mm-hmm. and they had, you know, that genuine friendship. And that's okay. Like that's okay if that's that's it. Like, yeah. but it's even greater that I mean that's what you said. They like hung out outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's great. And I'm so glad you shared that story because friendships are awesome. I love friends. <laughs> I love friends too. <laughs> Thanks for being my friend, Sam. No problem. <laughs> Sam, your turn. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Okay. So I was down to two stories and I was going to go with this one because I, when Susan was talking, she said, we need to take time to thank our friends. Mm-hmm. And so I want to take this time to thank Susan Speck. Y'all, if you have never met her <laughs> in real life, I mean, you've probably met her on this podcast, obviously, because you're listening. But in RL, real life, she is the most selfless person. Um, just so, so easily dies to self. Any opportunity that she can do that. She does. And she wants to bring as many people to heaven with her, but she does it in such a gentle, like such a feminine way, like so gentle, so kind and very receptive wherever you are. Like she, she will come and meet you. And, um, a quick example of this was today we went to brunch with a friend. So there's three of us and, um, there's like donuts and like this cinnamon roll and so we're deciding and so we order this cinnamon roll it's huge like as big as your face cinnamon roll and um Susan's like I can't uh, I'm not gonna eat any of it and I was like what she's like yeah I'm fasting from sweets I was like holy moly like this huge cinnamon roll it's right in front of you like I would have given in to temptation but Susan like sat there and took it like a champ um but like that's the instance of like she was dying to self in order to, you know, offer up for whoever she was praying for or whatever intention she was carrying. Um, that's not my story, but like that's that's Susan. And so I just want to thank her. And I actually haven't told her the story that I'm sharing um, because it just happened a couple of days ago. Um, and Usually I'm the person that sends out things that I find pretty regularly. Like if there's something that's impactful, like I want to tell as many people as possible. Um, That share button on Instagram and Facebook probably could get disabled by me. Like because for (laughs) how many times like I share things because I just I think it's important when you find a good thing um, to just share because you never know how it's going to impact someone else's story. Well, I actually had the opposite happen to me. Susan shared with me a podcast. It's abiding together's um, latest last episode of their season. Um, and I just had not had a chance to listen to it yet. And so she shared it with me. Um, and so I had time to listen to it while I was working on a work project. And so it talked about the um, virtue of hope, which is something we've talked about on this podcast. But the way that the three of the hosts, um, so Michelle Benzinger, Heather Kim, and Sister Miriam James, the way they were talking about hope really impacted me. And I didn't realize how much it had impacted me until 
later that night when I sat down to have prayer time. Um, and I just really had an intimate conversation with Jesus Mm -hmm. and like a lot of healing happened, which is very rare for me to like have that kind of day. And it all started with Susan sharing that podcast. Um, and so in this podcast, there's lots of good tidbits, um, and just how like hope is like a posture. Mm -hmm. So like when you go into, you know, your day, like hope is how you like physically carry your temple of the Holy spirit, like how you carry your body. Um, but the thing that stuck with me the most was Heather Kim asked, what is standing in the way of me putting my hope in him? And that really like struck me. Like, why, why can I not put my hope in him? Why is it that I hand him something? I think I surrender it and I immediately pull it back. And so I, I didn't realize that my subconscious was wrestling with that the rest Mm -hmm. of the day. And, um, I just kind of was really sitting with that because Susan has also shared a surrender novena with me. And I have started to just kind of pray it every couple of nine days. Um, I don't pray it like continuously. Um, and so that aspect of surrender is kind of tied with hope of, you know, you can give something because you hope against hope. Like, you know, that it's going to be fulfilled. But with me, every time I would put it down, I immediately wanted to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so later that night I had some prayer time um, and I was really thinking about like, what is standing in the way? Like, mm-hmm. like I just, I said that to Jesus. I was like, what is standing in the way of me giving you my hope? Um, and this image like washed over me of me being the leper, like, you know, in the Bible, you know, they would have the sores, right? They have to wear bells. So people know that they're coming, um, just very ragged. And, um, I have my arms extended and there's these open sores everywhere. And Jesus is standing in front of me. And I, I asked that question again, like what, what is standing in the way? And he says, um, like your wounds, like you don't, let me heal your wounds. Mm. Like you, you're holding on to them and like, I could heal them for you. Like, do you want to be made clean? Mm. Um, and so I, I didn't realize that because, you know, you, you think like they're healed and like good and you put the bandaid on it, but then the bandaid falls off and it's gussing like gross. Right. Mm. Um, or it's scarred and then the, um, scab comes off and it's not fully healed. But he, in that moment was like, your wounds, you're holding on to these wounds and I want to heal them. And you, you don't want to give them like, like mm-hmm. he's not someone that's going to come in and be like, okay, I'm going to take these wounds from you. Like, no, he, you know, is a gentle, mm-hmm. gentle person. Um, and wants to, you know, give you that free will and the freedom to like come to him. Like, I mean, he says like, do you want to be made clean? And doesn't say like, you will be made clean. So I, and I, and I started crying because it was like that, like I needed to heal that, hear that to be healed. Mm -hmm. And like, just to be in the world where you have to have it together all the time and you can't have this brokenness and you can't have, you know, these, this baggage and you have to have it together. And that is so not true. That's not true. 
Because in that brokenness and that part where you hand him all 7,000 pieces of your heart, he still takes them. And that's where his mercy and his goodness seeps in. And I just am so grateful, Susan, not only for your friendship, because you just call me higher each and every day, but like you provided healing in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. And I wanted to take time to like say it, but it's why it's ordinary holiness is because it was just sending a podcast Mm -hmm. and like you had it put on your heart to share this with me. I'm going to assume that part. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like if you hadn't shared it, like, yeah, this healing would have happened maybe in a different way. But like, I think it's even more impactful that it came from my friend. It came from someone who we've journeyed through the highs and lows Mm -hmm. and the ups and downs and the sideways and the (laughs) narrow and like the days where we are cranky and um, just at the end of all ends. Um, But you took the time to share that, especially, you know, as your school is wrapping up and things are, you know, coming to a new season, you took time to share it. And just to be able to surrender that moment of, yeah, my wounds and things I've hold on, have been holding on to, I need to let go and I need to be healed and I need to give that to him. So, um, yeah. So Susan, thank you. I'm affirming you and our friendship. So thank you. Sam, you are so welcome. And I, can't like, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting because the Lord, um, he, like, I can't count the number of times that like you have also sent me something and it has moved me to like tears too. And it is, yeah, if, I mean, friendship is a two-way street. And so I am so honored, um, to like, allow be a vessel you know for the Mm. lord to work for for my friends but you are also a vessel for so many people Mm -hmm. and how you're saying like their share button is is going to be worn out i mean it's so true because there's been so many times where there's been a part of my heart that like needed to be um tended to or spoken to and something is sent to me from you and i mean it's like the Holy spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, that I think that is just the beauty of friendship and joining. Yeah. Joining with people who are like running the race with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm just honored to, to be your friend and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that the Lord, um, said send this and mm-hmm. that you could experience that healing in such a profound way that had nothing to do with me per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, the day that you sent that was a day where the gospel, mm. I think the Lord definitely wanted to heal something that day because the gospel is from Mark um, and it's about um, the blind man and um, in it, the these people that are with Jesus um, say to him, um, take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. Mm-hmm. So like I had never seen like been attuned to that verse um, where it says like, take courage. It's, it's not easy. Like take, you have to have courage. Um, And so then it says, you know, the man comes to Jesus and he says, what do you want me to do for you? 
And the blind man replied to him, master, I want to see. So like the same thing happened to me, right? Like, what do you, do you want to be made clean? Um, and, uh, me saying like my need, like, well, having courage to like articulate, like, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I am. And I've, you know, do all the things that make me look like I am, but I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm there's deep wounds that need deep work, um, that are still there. And so Jesus told him, go your way. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight and followed him on his way. And, and so that like makes me think about all the times that I've like not taken courage mm-hmm. and said, you know, like, um, did I call on Jesus's name? Did I invite him into this? Did I, you know, tire myself out because I was placing courage in myself instead of placing my, my faith, my courage, my hope in him. Um, and so it's just having, you know, that time to just say like, you know, I, I want to be made clean and to call out his name and to really invite him into you know, that the moments of weakness, of healing, of unknown, of frustration, um, and not to say like, I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's when God sends you your friends and says like, you know, in this season, you're going to need this friend. Um, I mean, in the five years that I've lived in Kansas City, I've probably, um, have only had a few friends that have been consistent in that five Mm -hmm. years. And I think instead of looking back at that, like, oh, I don't know how to have friends. I don't know how to keep friends. Instead, I look back and say, like, thank you, Lord, for sending friends for the different seasons of my life. Like, I think it's just that taking on that perspective of, like, gratitude, um, an attitude of gratitude in that instead of saying, like, instead of seeing what's lacking, instead see what is, like, bearing fruit and what's um giving life instead of what's not mm-hmm. yeah and i think the the just the lie of self-reliance um of how we mm-hmm. always feel like we have to be self-reliant it's it's such a lie mm-hmm. that needs to be renounced in the name of jesus christ um and i think when you're running with um, people who call you higher mm-hmm. and friends that are holy and striving for virtue as you are, um, they can also like just speak truth mm-hmm. and say that's a lie, you know, and um, and then it just yeah create that that space um, for wounds to be healed. Mm -hmm. And the Lord knows, Mm -hmm. like he knows all your wounds. It's not a surprise to him when Mm -hmm. you come and you like, these are my wounds. And so we get self-conscious that like, we're not okay. Mm -hmm. And the Lord, it's not a surprise. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he knows our hearts better than anyone. Mm -hmm. And so I think we think that he gets surprised Mm -hmm. when in reality, the truth is like, no, the Lord mm-hmm. knew all along and he was waiting. He was waiting for you to say like, here are my wounds. Can you heal them? Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's very gentle. So he's not going to barge his way in there. He's going to wait for you to invite him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the nudgings of the Holy Spirit from your friends to guide you along that mm-hmm. path. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas says, 
there is nothing on this earth more prized to be more prized than true friendship. Mm. And I think that's very true. True friendship with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and um, with, you know, human beings as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, just inviting you to sit with that and pray with that of, you know, where do you want to be made clean? Um, what are the wounds that you have? But also like, who, who is that person that's going to sit with you when words can't, you know, articulate what's happening and you, you're not ready to hear words? Who's just going to sit with you? Because sometimes that's, that's the friendship. That's the holy friendship. That's the authentic, true person who knows that you do not have the bandwidth to have a conversation, but knows that you can't be, you're not supposed to be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you need that human connection. Um, so just inviting you to pray about that. And, you know, if you are in a season where you don't have friends to pray about it too, of just saying like, Lord, like who, who do you want me to run with? Like who, who do you want to send to me? And I mean, that's Susan, that's how we became Mm -hmm. friends, you know, just me being transitioning into a different season. Um, and my friends transitioning into a completely different season, Um, and I very distinctly remember praying like, Lord, send me a friend and guess who showed up. (laughs) It was close. I mean, it was a, it was a dance floor. So naturally, naturally, yes. Uh, yeah. And I think I would just encourage, um, our listeners to just like send out a text or an email or a handwritten note or something and just um, tell the your friends thank you for being mm. friends mm-hmm. because it is it's very important and like you said an attitude of gratitude and um, we tend to kind of forget that like our friends are actually in the in the battle with us mm-hmm. and they're on the battlefield and they're battling in prayer and they're battling their their own things so I think that yeah just to tell your friends thank you um, and tell Jesus, thank you for being my friend. Yeah. So with that attitude of gratitude, we come to a close of season one. But I would like to say, let's take a moment to do kind of like one thing from the season that you are grateful for, Susan. So what's one thing that over this 10 episodes mm-hmm. um, that you're grateful for or that, you know, I don't know. Just what one thing from the season. I think I'm grateful for several things. Um, but if we just have to narrow it down to one, um, probably the, um, just the ability, the grace, I guess that the Lord has, um, given me through this podcast to just have conversations with other people about Jesus. It has opened up um, doors that um, for conversations about Jesus in a, um, a non-confrontational way, I guess, because, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we have, we started a podcast and, um, and they ask what it's about. And then it's an easy segue into like, yeah, we actually talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so just to be able to, yeah, talk to people about that. And that's all from, um, you know, the Lord's grace. So I think I'm just grateful for the opportunity to one, just highlight Jesus and spend time, um, with one of my best friends and talk about Mm -hmm. Jesus. 
my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two for the price of one. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Oh, gosh. Okay. I think my thing that I'm grateful for is, um, I mean, we live in a world where everyone is like doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, right? It was yeah. kind of like, okay, one more person's like go. doing a po- podcast. And I think what I'm grateful for is that we do have the ability to do that. Like mm. we do have the ability to have a platform where you can share stories. You can share things. And even if there's only, you know, two people listening to it, like that's two people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think I'm just grateful that we can do this. Like we have the ability to um, take the time to record stories and um, share them with others. And um, yeah, so I think that's what I would be grateful for. Yep, that's beautiful. I'm also grateful for our saint friends. Oh yeah. And we didn't really talk about our saint friends very much in this friendship podcast, which is kind of interesting because they are our good friends um, and people that we would love to spend time with if they were still alive. That would Mm -hmm. be amazing. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think that at the close of our, our first season here, episode 10, we should just, you know, thank our friends, thank our saint friends and continue to strive for holiness every day um, and let the Lord work in our lives. And he will come through. He always does. And he's always with us. So Saint Gianna. Pray for us. Saint Jose Maria. Pray for us. Thanks for listening to Ordinary Holiness. Consider subscribing to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We hope you have a blessed day.